Rams game in your life before And you don't know what a fourth down is or how a team scores You don't have to be an expert for enjoyment to occur If you need a team to root for, that's what we're here for It's not a car, it's not a bus Hop on board, you're safe with us Welcome to the bandwagon He's Larry and I'm Kevin Welcome to the bandwagon Welcome to the bandwagon. Uh, lots of energy, <laughs> mainly because it's not just you and me, Larry, is it? Uh, no, it's not. And, and we were, have to be on our best behavior because uh, I was, you know, planning on just being morose and low key. But I can't. I can't. Not in front of. Not in front of company, Kevin. I can't. I gotta put on a happy face here. Yes. Well, we have uh, one half of the of the what is it? The black and gold podcast. Inside. The Black and gold. Inside black and yes. gold. Let's get it right. Jeff Nowak is here. Yay! Congratulations for joining us. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's That's, us and the dog. Yeah, I was gonna say my dogs are fighting in the background. That's Coconut yeah. and Stella. They want to. Uh, Stella at least is wearing uh, Saints color. She's all black. I'll put some gold on her. Well, no, I won't. Not when we play you. Um, you're supposed to be the enemy now. Jeff is a. Uh, Jeff is the host of Inside the Black and Gold podcast and uh, and a Saints fan. I can only presume and. Um, yeah. No, no, nope, <laughs> not nope. rooting Turns for him. Out, no, it's just that, yeah, they, they forced him into the, the whole thing, and he's just well, out I, mean, I didn't grow up here, so, like, I, I root for the team. I, I've had this conversation on the podcast a few times. Like, I root for the team because I, it's more enjoyable for me when they win. But, like, I, I would attest to being a Giants fan because that's where I grew up. That's the team I grew up rooting for, a uh, New York Giants fan. Um, yeah. but yeah, but it's still, I still am just as miserable as everyone else when they lose. So in that, in that sense, <laughs> I am uh, very Dude, much you in feel, the same boat. So you've been feeling the same misery that Rams fans have been feeling. It sounds like, right? I've said this a couple times. If there is one team that might be more disappointing than the saints, it's probably the Rams, but there is a caveat in that since y'all won a super bowl last right. year, it's kind right. of like the LSU effect in 2020 where they were God awful, but it was like, yeah, but we, yeah, I think we got that one. <laughs> so it's not as bad. Yeah. But yeah. The big difference, though, is that, saying. you know, in college ball, you know, you lose a bunch of players. That's just part of the progression of, you know, college right. players going in and out. This was relatively an intact group going into this new season. And uh, and I mean, obviously, people have been dropping like flies. There are some pretty critical players that are out. Uh, all sorts of other issues that are kind of raising their uh, raising its ugly head. So you're right. I mean, the the Saints and Rams might be in a similar position right now, but it it feels I, here. I don't know uh, how how it is there in New Orleans, which has had its share of of championships, uh, you know, and has had some great sports teams go through there. <laughs> well, I'm talking about, but you know, with in college and and that sort of okay, thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the, um, in L. A. If you don't win a bunch in a row, then you are a disappointment. And, and it's the expectations here are ridiculous. And people start screaming for heads to roll, you know, almost immediately when, when so things I do have an a ugly question. Turn. Yeah. It, so I, I uh, to me, the L.A. market is more like the a bigger issue is like it's fickle in that there's so much competing with it. Right. There's so yeah. many teams like how, like if you're bad, it's like, fine, I'll go watch the Lakers. Oh crap, the Lakers are bad. What do I go watch? Yeah, the Clippers, oh damn it, the Clippers are bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. Here it's like, the Saints are bad and it's like, well, what else do we do? Right, right. Like, right. <laughs> the sky it. is falling, right? Which is where yeah. you get such a loyal loyalty factor in, in areas like that where they're going to hang in there 
I mean, even if they're complaining about it, they're going to hang in there as fans. And that that was the longtime argument. One of the reason reasons why Los Angeles area spent a couple of decades without a professional team is there was no like there was no passion for it because. Once the Rams left and the and the Raiders had gone, it was like, well, that's okay. We got USC and UCLA, and we've got the Lakers who are doing this, and now, now we have the Clippers. Now we have two professional teams, and uh, I don't know if you've paid attention to how sparsely attended <laughs> some of those games have been. Not sparsely attended by our opponents. That's the other thing is that it, it's it's really embarrassing. I don't even think the cameras showed the stands in this past game against the Cardinals, Kevin. I, we didn't talk about that. I don't even think they they pointed into the crowd once because no. it was embarrassing how empty that place was. Yeah, so it's a good thing we're playing at, at, at the Superdome this, this weekend because <laughs> we will expect there to be more Saint fans than Rams fans. Um, you Now, you as, have, you, have you experienced a live Saints game yourself? I'm guessing you have, or? Yeah, I'm fully credentialed. I'm, I'm in the press box for the games. Um, it is oh, funny because that sounds the nice. game that re- re- I remember <laughs> in that regard was last year because I had to watch it was the 49ers game at the end of the season where you know, the Rams just t- tore the Saints fans' hearts out. Um, but it was like, you, yes. you just listening, you wouldn't know that that game was in L.A. You would have assumed it was in yeah, it right. was in San Francisco just by the noise or wherever they play, Santa Clara. Uh, yeah, because Santa Clara. It, it sounded like a road game for the Rams. Like the, the 49ers were coming back and you, the crowd noise was like that. And it actually, you know, this season has gotten to the point where and I know like LA deals with this too. New Orleans is a destination city. So it's like, especially when the team is bad and you know, Ravens fans, for example, were like, Oh, you want to go to New Orleans? Like, yeah, we're going to win. Oh yeah. Or okay. And then, so the game, by the time it was over the last five minutes of that game, it was only Ravens fans left. And there was a good number of people in that stadium <laughs> and they were doing their entire cheer. And it was just like uninterrupted. Um, that's gotta be demoralizing for the players on the field. I've always felt like, but yeah, yeah, I, 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 I understand what you're talking about. <laughs> I think the players know now when they sign here that it's going to be a few years before and, and maybe before their career is even, has even, uh, ended, they may not ever be at a home game that actually has a home crowd, but, um, the, what, what's the environment like normally at the Superdome? I mean, look, it's, it's, um, it's not a great season for the Saints, first of all. What's their record this year? Are they also three and, three and six? Three and seven, right? Three now. and three seven. And, three and seven. So what's the, what's the experience of being a fan like been this year? And are fans still showing up to the stadium and being as loud as ever? Can we expect to see that this Sunday? You know, it's it's getting to the point where it's hard to say that. You know, like it, this is a fan base that will hang in there for a long time. But it's getting to the point where it's like you, they not only are they bad, they, they lose at home constantly like this used to be a situation where you go to the superdome and there is a inherent home field advantage and they rarely lose there so the volume is going to be there even in like the seven and nine seasons under sean payton you felt like okay we're going to get him at home um that just hasn't been the case the last few years so it has i i would say that it has gotten progressively less loud the loudest i can ever remember it was the nfc championship against the Rams. And in that game, yeah. Jared Goff had to tape over his ear holes because so he could hear wow. the mic in his own helmet. And there was a piece of the concourse in the stadium actually <laughs> broke off and fell to the ground. Like oh it was that gosh. loud, like it was shaking. Wow. So it's like the, the ability is there to make that place impossibly loud. But when the team is playing the way it has, it's just demoralizing. And so, you know, if, if the Saints get ahead and this is a 
this is going to be a full building. It's always a full building. Mm -hmm. It can get loud, but the team has to play in a way that makes it that way. And they just haven't done that outside of the Raiders, who I think everybody can beat the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes they, there's something we can all agree on. Yes, yeah. for sure. So, Jeff, uh, if you are uh, if you grew up a Giants fan and come from that area, then, you know, you've got a very kind of different mindset of fan from New York tri-state area to to uh, Louisiana. What, what would you say is the big difference? You know, the Giants have had their struggles over the years, and New York fans can be very vocal and, and <laughs> really bring the vitriol. Uh, are, are, are New Orleans fans a little bit more laid back? Are they a little more just kind of lacy fair mm -hmm. about it, or is it pretty intense there too? No, I, I think it, it's it's a very unique situation. Like, f for example, like the Giants, you know, I was a Giants fan, but I lived in Connecticut. Like I was very far away, but I was a fan, you know, whereas like the community involvement in this team is at a level that I think very few cities can can duplicate partially because it's not a very, it's a small market. It's the second smallest market to only Green Bay. And I would argue that those fan bases are similar in the sense that they are kind of bonded to that team. Right. And in New Orleans, it's even more intense because of the role the stadium and the team played in the return from Katrina and the, uh, the just kind of the, the emotion tied to that, right? Like they did a replay during the, during the, COVID shutdown, they did a replay of the uh, the Gleason block, you know, the dome coming game and like 70,000 homes tuned in to watch it, like a replay of that game. <laughs> wow. um, so that's, and, and so when they're good, it gets really exciting and like the entire city, you can feel it. When they're bad, it's like this emotional roller coaster of if people don't know how to handle it. And I think it also kind of doubles down in the sense that when Sean Payton was here, you felt like there was always, you know, a, like a glimmer of hope at the end. Right, right. <laughs> now yeah. it just feels like it's just a downward death spiral. Um, <laughs> but, you know. That's the quote. There's the quote. We're all done. We can wrap up. We, we got <laughs> yeah. New Orleans Saints downward death spiral. Death spiral. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I it's just, it's, that's what it feels like these days. It's been very, very dramatic. Um, and, you know, this is a team that I, I watched for years, always seemed to play. They played winning football. They found a way to win. Now they find ways to lose, and that's what bad teams do. Um, and and that's you know that's if you can say anything about the Saints team through the first ten games, it's, they've been a bad football team. Yeah. Hey, uh, Jeff, I want to go on a little lighter note. Let's say, as some Rams fans are listening to this, as if Rams fans actually listen to this, and <laughs> yeah, uh, right. you know, and they are traveling. Let's say they, like many other opposing teams, are thinking, "Hey, we might as well turn this into a." a trip to the big easy and, and have ourselves a good time, no matter how the game goes, let's get the non tourist perspective on what there is to do and where there is to go pre and post game around the Superdome, because there's always the usual spots, uh, you know, bourbon street, all that stuff. But, but any place you can point out as maybe a great hang that would be really fun to do that. Not the average tourist would know about. Yeah, it, well, it's like the Superdome is like right in the middle of the city. Right. So, you know, it's it is walking distance to everything. Um, so, I mean, it, like, I don't even think it's it's necessarily like a hit, there's hidden gems. It's just you just wander around and you find <laughs> a party atmosphere where you go. Yeah. Um, like like you can 
buy like you can carry around alcohol with you. That's yes. kind of my Famous, thing. It's yes. like famously if your New Orleans. Goal is to yeah. experience the city, you need to be outside of the bars. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I mean, like that's that's usually how I would go about it. It's like I would just go downtown and pick a spot. I mean, like I could tell you fifty different bars that are worth going into. Um, but it's like the walk up Poydras to the Superdome is really cool. The, what I would recommend not doing is parking at the Superdome and walking into the stadium and not experiencing any of that. Yes. Oh, that's like, good. Yeah. Get there early if you're going to be there, even if you're not staying downtown and just, you know, experience the city because it, that environment is not normal. Like the, <laughs> one of the things that I miss about, you know, football, like even even Bucks games. I went to a Bucks game a few years ago and it's like the tailgate thing where you kind of sit at, at your truck and you cook and you throw football around like that doesn't exist. But the entire city is basically partying the entire yeah. day. It's wow. a tailgate so, all the way up to the stadium. That's great. And, you know, any yeah. trip I've ever taken to New Orleans, that's that's basically it. You kind of can't go wrong. Like you said, just hopping from place to place you you can't go a, another few yards without looking inside and there's music going on and there's you know there's always a party and it's just you can order drinks to go yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes the, the entire world needs to take a page out of new orleans book on that one and oh, and yeah. the the ironic thing too is that you know for as amazing a stadium as sofi is here in la it does not have that surrounding sort of party atmosphere immediately around the stadium. You know, it does have the tailgate section, but um, I, I do think that's something they're building up towards. But there is that is a that is a really beautiful thing um, to hear that that exists and just to hear the community sort of aspect behind being a Saints fan. I think that's one of the things that, uh, that much like you pointed out, Jeff, we don't get a whole lot of that in LA. Um, so, uh, so kudos to you. So what are you, what are you expecting then for this Sunday? So Rams and Saints playing, um, both teams being pretty, are pretty disappointing. We're riddled with all kinds of injuries. What is your sense? Do you think, do you think our Rams are going to show up and, and be the Super Bowl champion Rams or, or, or are you, Sorry. are you going to get a, a free pass like every other team has gotten this season? Well, so one thing we found out today is they are sticking with Andy Dalton, the quarterback. Dennis Allen told us that um, on the conference call. So you're going to see Andy Dalton in that game. I was expecting that, but hopeful that it was going to be Jameis Winston uh, personally. But yeah, I mean, one thing about this Saints team is they are last in the NFL in turnover differential. I think they are minus 12. Like they have turned it over, I want to say 19 times, and they have forced seven turnovers in oh. 10 games. Oh, yeah. And so if if the Rams show up and don't turn it over, I think they win. Like, I think it is that simple. It's the same thing I said about the Steelers last week. The Steelers didn't turn it over, and they found a way to win a game that they played poorly in. Um, because the Saints offensive line is is just <laughs> decimated. Yeah. yeah uh, they as, have three as starters as out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, and you have a quarterback who can't run around, you know, you don't have Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry is back, but I'm still not convinced he's hundred percent. Chris Olave is there. Um, Alvin Kamara is well, when he has been effective, he's, he's been a very important piece, but no, I mean, I, I would expect the saints to put up a fight in this game. If Aaron Donald can wreck the game, I don't know <laughs> yeah. what they're going to do on offense because they can't block him. They can't block him on the best of days. I don't know how they're going to block him with three backups in there. So, 
as long as the Rams don't beat themselves, they have a chance to win this game. Aha. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> you've yeah. hit on something very important. There, Ra- Rams have been right. very good at doing that this yeah. year. Rams have been very good about doing that. And, yeah. and I, th- you know, look, I think everything you said is, is right on. In fact, you just did our job for us. We, we are going to, we're probably, <laughs> we don't even have to do any breaking down of the game because you did it so well. It's, it's, uh, it, and the other interesting thing for the for the Rams is that we don't know if Stafford's going to be back yet. At least as of yeah. recording that, he's still in concussion protocol. So you may have either Walford or or, or Bryson Perkins in. Uh, you know, so who knows about who knows if the turnovers are going to happen or not. Um, right. But in a weird way, having two teams with basically identical records, at least we can potentially look forward to a good matchup, right? You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was the like the, the Saints Steelers. It was two bad teams, and it was like, okay, who wants the loss more? Um, and, and I think that's what you have again. You know, I think this Saints team it does have a lot of veterans on it. You know, like this is not a team that's going to kind of come apart at the seams. It, it's honestly like if you, when you spend time in that locker room and then you watch the games on the field, that's it's so bizarre because you see a locker room that seems to be doing everything correctly and they're saying all the right things. And it's like you don't there's not like infighting. You know, it's not like this locker room is coming apart. But then they go on the field and they play as if like they spent all week like slapping each other around. And mm-hmm. I don't understand it. It's confusing. You kind of keep waiting for it to them to snap out of this stupor that they've been in for 10 weeks. But, you know, at a certain point, you are what you are. And right now, this is a three and seven football team and they have looked like a three and seven football team. Yep. It, it does. It sounds like we're basically talking the same playbook here, Jeff. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, the one thing I don't look forward to is, you know, some sort of six to three final score. <laughs> Please, no. Please I, no. I just, I mean, look, uh, let's let's hope that both teams uh, find a way to step it up a little bit and at least be competitive and not have some big sloppy, you know, n- no action game. I, I, I would love to see both teams, you know, kick in a little bit and just have a sense of competitiveness uh, into this Sunday's game, which for those of us here on the West Coast will start at 10 a.m. because of the time yeah. change. So um, get up, have your coffee, and be raring to go this Sunday morning. I was yeah. very surprised when I saw that when the schedule came out and I saw this was a noon start, partially because, you know, this is a matchup that typically would be, you know, Sunday night or even at least in the afternoon slot. Um, and then also because, yeah, the, I think that the NFL typically tries not to have games start at 10 a.m. locally. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. But hey, yeah. maybe they they <laughs> they had it figured out because <laughs> this very much is a noon game. Yeah, yeah totally. Is, yeah, it, it, let's get this one out of the way and then yeah. move on to prime time so we can open <laughs> things up for uh, a, a few more interesting teams. Yep. Yeah. Well, Jeff Nowak, we appreciate you. This is the host of Inside Black and Gold podcast, which actually I will be on later this week. Assuming I show up, Jeff, you should know that the last time I was scheduled to be on a, I was scheduled to be on the Cardinals podcast. I had the time zone wrong and I did not show up. So fingers crossed that I'll be on the mic with you. Um, and I'm looking forward to hopping on. For sure. For sure. I, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to having your mustache on our podcast. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'll let the mustache speak there. I kept him quiet during this, but he'll be, he'll be the star of the show for you. <laughs> Watch well, out. He, that mustache is a wild card. So, you know, be careful, Jeff. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot for being here, Jeff, and, uh, and good luck on Sunday. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right. Okay. Th- thanks, man.
There was Jeff of awesome. uh, Inside Black and Gold. Yeah, it, it kind of makes you feel a little better when you talk to somebody who is uh, going through something as similar as we are and uh, recognize that we are not alone in our yes. uh, whiny moments where we can be woe is me and yeah. try to remember the fact that we just came off uh, you know, a championship, uh, a, a, a stellar season, a Super Bowl win, that mm-hmm. there are mm-hmm. some teams who do not have the 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 money and the and the people and the parts in place to yeah. even remotely get. I mean, the Saints are very. I mean, look, how many times have you heard the name Andy Dalton over the years? I know, <laughs> and, I know right? And yeah. uh, and you know that is that's a placeholder situation for a, a veteran QB like that, a journeyman like him. Uh, they 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 don't have superstars to speak of they you probably couldn't even tell me who the coach is uh of the new orleans saints right now i i uh, could not i could not in fact i think i just heard it on on their podcast as i was listening to kind of be prepared and i already forgot it because like any <laughs> it's his first year and like any other coach right. in a three three and seven record they're talking about is his job on the line already you know right did you, right. Did, did you pull it up dennis allen Yes, of course, of course. Dennis Allen, yes, uh-huh. the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Sure, sure. So, yeah, um, so we have we still have a lot to be thankful for with the kind of season that we've had and the kind of potential seasons we can have still to come because of the talent we've got here. But uh, a lot of that talent, I suspect, Kevin, we yeah. will not be seeing on yes, Sunday. Precisely. We are I think you've done the injury- research on that. Injury riddled team, and I have I have done some research on it, and uh, you know we this is not news to Rams fans that we are injury riddled, but I have I I found some numbers related to the amount of injuries that we've had, and some of them I'm just going to tell you, but the other ones you're going to have to earn, Larry Morgan. Oh boy, this is the uh, this is our 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 unnamed injury game that I think I had a name for, but I just realized I forgot. Here's here's what I will share with you, Larry, is that we've had. <laughs> 21 different players miss games due to injuries this year. 21 players, 12 different kinds of injuries have led to missing games. We know that Cooper Cup is out for at least four games. Stafford has already missed one, might miss another. So I'm going to give you a few questions on some injuries that have plagued plagued the Rams, and we'll see how well you know your, your, well, I guess your body parts in some ways, because that's what the first question starts with. All right, okay. Literally, the first question is, which body part has been injured the most by Rams players? These are, these are injuries that have led to missing games, not just little tweaks. So which, right. which body part has been injured the most? Is it A, the knee, B, the ankle, C, the groin, or D, the earlobe? All right. Okay. I see what you're doing. Um, well, my, my first inclination was the knee because you hear about that so much, especially, you know, ACLs and, and things like that. that uh, those, are, those are very common. But I do think the ankle in general is very prone to injury because it can very often be one of the, the weakest parts of the leg, you know, you don't you don't look at a lot of players and go, "Wow, look at the ankles on that guy." Uh, <laughs> although you will occasionally look at a player and go, "Boy, he's got really skinny ankles." <laughs> and <laughs> and those those players, you see that in the NBA as well. Those players can be prone to injury because they just don't have like a bone structure at that point. So I I'm going to say ankle because you can you can sprain an ankle, you can you can turn it, you can you can bruise. Um, I think that's probably more common than knee. So I'm going to say ankle Kevin. It's good logic, Larry Morgan, That's but it's incorrect. I'm it's, sorry. <laughs> it was the knee. It was, yeah, it was the, the I guess, more obvious knee. choice. And ankle is kind of a, a hot topic right now because that is what Cooper Cup injured. Yeah, that's um, what I'm but, thinking of. 
six of the, uh, what did I say, 21 injuries or knee, and then there was a, let's see, five-way tie between concussion, groin, ankle, hip, and hamstring. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, they all have have had two different injuries. So, Zero earlobe injuries. Yeah, unfortunately, no no one has those little spacers. That's what I was would be concerned about if you have those spacers, the, the earlobes, and easily can get a finger in there. Oh, I don't think many man. football players practice that. So, yeah. uh, Well, let's see how you do on the second one. Which of the following positions has suffered zero injuries this year that have led oh. to games. So so positions on the team. Is it safeties, hmm. offensive linemen, hmm. tight ends, or hmm. running backs? Oh. Which has faced zero injuries this year. Well, we know uh, the O-line has been riddled with injuries, so we can eliminate that. Um, and uh, safeties, huh? Safeties. I have. What What are the other three? Your, you said your remaining options would be safety, safeties, tight ends, tight ends, or running backs. Um, I don't have. I mean, Higby and Skoranek have been out there pretty consistently, and I don't remember ever seeing a third string tight end out there. And I don't remember either one of them having to be taken off the field for any reason. I'm going to say tight end. Tight end Larry Morgan is right. Yeah, yeah. our boy Skoranek and Higby are doing well, uh, and hopefully I didn't just jinx them. So they've been <laughs> they've been uh, they've been healthy and clean. So that's good. Yeah, yeah, and 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 maybe the only uh, passing option left for whoever's going to be throwing the ball around. This You're exactly. Yeah, maybe we'll see a lot of them in this uh, in this Saints game. Um, all right. Well, let me uh, let me ask you one more here. Mm-hmm. Uh, which of the following is not an actual injury listed for a Ram? Michigan game this year. So these are, I'm going to list four different injuries and one of them, a a body part that would be injured basically. And one of them I made up. (laughs) So is it a, a rib injury, B blood clots, Hmm. C a fibula injury or D a gluteus injury. One of those I made up uh, in terms of not not the injury itself, but okay. one of them I made up as a cause of a Rams player missing games this year. Yeah, rib, was, rib injury, blood clots, fibula injury, gluteus injury. Yeah, I was going to say it, it did. That didn't. None of those sounded like some sort of fanciful, you know, Kevin Schatz patented, yeah. you know, make em ups kind of things. Um, Making it uh, hard on you. Uh, gluteus uh, is just fun to say, but it that, sure is. that strikes me as a, an area that you could absolutely strain or injure. Um, blood clots, I don't think I've heard happen with anyone on the team, uh, although that could be a, a very serious one, but it just doesn't sound you know, contact-related necessarily. I'm going to say blood clots, Kevin. Blood clots for your final answer, Larry Morgan. You're incorrect. Oh. Uh, Alaric, Alaric Jackson had actually is out for the entire season because of blood clotting issues. Oh. That was the, that was sort of what prompted me to make this question because I thought that was so random that so, that a, a season could be ended because of blood clots. That's not um, something you hear all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I did make up the gluteus one because any chance I can get to throw in something about a butt, I will. But, sure. But I in my research, <laughs> gluteus injuries are are relatively common in yeah. football. So that it, makes was, sense. it would have been. Um, yeah, so well, and, you and, know why it's all that you know when they make a good play, it's always patting on the butt. You know, you pat them on the butt. Yes. After a while, it's just like, oh my god, I'm so sensitive back there. And then you, you know, you can strain it and bruise it. Yeah. And, oh, I've yeah. injured. I've injured several men that way myself. Just off for the record, so right. <laughs> I've, right. I don't think I've ended any of their seasons. But uh, 
Yeah, so there you go. There's your report. But you've made we, their it, day, if you know what I mean. I've, I have. Yes, exactly. Their day mm. has been made for life. Uh, <laughs> yeah, too too many injuries, Larry Morgan. Um, it's rough. Uh, you know, look, we can we can sit here and use that as an excuse all we want. It's a reason. It's a reason. It makes things difficult. But every team goes through injuries, um, and we just happen to have drawn the short end of the stick this year in, team, yeah. in terms of getting a lot of them. So and we were, we're going to have to keep working with. We were having injury. We were having issues before injuries really struck. So it's just it's you know just piling on a little bit uh, with a team that is struggling to find its identity and it you know it it just makes it harder not just to to play well but also to get in any kind of rhythm and to develop a game plan and to stick with that game plan and to yeah. and to find momentum when you're having to change the players in and out and you know with with Stafford going out and a new quarterback coming in that that means you really have to you know, Sean Payton is looking at a completely different, uh, Sean, yeah, Sean Payton is looking at a completely different Sean McVay, yeah. yeah. I think he did say Sean, Sean Payton. I did yeah, say Sean so, Payton. Yeah. Well, Jeff kept talking about him. Um, yeah. Sean McVay, had, he has to come up with a completely different playbook and, 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 you know, he's dealing with a different player with different skills and that happens every time you, you lose a skilled player. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's just hard to get anything going and keep it that way consistently when you're doing that. So we shall see, uh, as I said, it's an early game for those of us on the Pacific, uh, in the Pacific time zone, uh, 10 AM, 12 noon central time, um, Rams saints, um, you, you, if anybody wants to take a road trip to New Orleans real quick, yeah. probably can get tickets easy. So, yeah. uh, I, you know, uh, what do you say? Anybody up for it? You know, we might now, even actually attend the game. I, d- I do have to say, if I was going to go to any, st- I mean, look, Green Bay comes to mind. Like if I was going to go to any stadium to see a home game, Green Bay and New Orleans, which are the two that, uh, that, uh, Jeff mentioned, wait, right. yes. But, um, anyways, uh, New Orleans would be an amazing place to catch a game. It would be fun to experience that loud atmosphere, yeah, and yeah. and hopefully they will be very quiet on Sunday because the Rams will actually show up. <laughs> that is our that is our hope. Um, well, we'll uh, absolutely have our response, reaction, and whatever other you know emotions might uh, come to the fore uh, after the game and in the next episode of Welcome to the Bandwagon. We appreciate you hanging in there and hanging on as best you can, as we are as well. Uh, we plan on staying here and, you know, yep. come hell or high water, as they say. Uh, and we will be here again just after the game on your favorite podcatcher. Thank you so much for listening to us on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you are inclined to hang with us throughout the rest of the season and into the off season, by all means, subscribe and rate us if you can on Apple Podcasts so that other people can find us, other Rams fans can find us, share it with your friends and check us out on our social. I'm at the Larry Morgan on Instagram and Kevin I'm at at Kevin with the mustache. Appreciate you for being here. Uh, let's let's keep this bandwagon going, baby. Welcome yes. aboard. Appreciate you very much. Yeah. Welcome to the bandwagon. He's Larry and I'm Kevin. Welcome to the bandwagon. Go Rams, go now, come on in. All the-